When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We share the best tips, tricks, and advice to help you become a more informed fantasy manager. I'm your host, Zofa. And with me, I have my co-host, Pranil, India's reigning FPL number one. How are you doing, Pranil? Good evening, Zoff. Excited uh, to be finally kicking this off with the both of you all. Uh, let's get this started. How was your break? Was it good? Break was good. Felt a little bit short, but at the same time, a bit long. Missed the football at times. Missed the writing, missed providing content. Glad to be back. Yes, yeah, same here, same here. Why don't you introduce our third yes, guest? Yeah. We also have with us a community favorite, Big Man Bakar, also known as a fantasy freak on Fantasy Football Scout. What's going on? Big man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, uh, Zoff. Um, it's a pleasure to, to be on board. And um, yeah, the, the break was uh, it was it was kind of short. I I'm looking forward to being back in the thick of things again. And uh, with the Shield uh, just played yesterday, um, I'm extremely excited to look forward to watching more football over the coming weeks. Yeah, it was stat fun. guru in the house. Stat man. <laughs> He's the stat man. All right. To give you guys a quick introduction on Dreamset Go, DSG is a sports travel and experiences booking platform which offers sports travel packages for tournaments around the world. They tie up with some of the best football clubs to give you the best sports travel packages and experiences. And they also provide bespoke celebrity experiences like meets and greets, masterclasses, both in person and virtually. Please visit the website dreamsetgo.co for more details. All statistics used on this webcast are powered by the Fantasy Football Scout members area and we must emphasize that these are solely our views and we are only providing detailed research and stats to make you more informed managers. Neither us or DSG are confirming that this is a 100% winning combination and users should listen to this information and apply the inputs to find the winning formula. Now that's out of the way. And LR, why don't you talk us through? Uh, and uh, just to give you all a brief in terms of what this webcast is about and what we are aiming to do, we are going to talk everything FPL. And uh, uh, my co-host Zofar, me and Bakar have very contrasting managerial FPL managerial styles. Uh, so when we were talking about FPL, we thought that we'd give you all the entire ecosystem of FPL thoughts right from the Dalad point of view to the more Maverick point of view. So Zof, what are we going to talk about today? 
So today we are going to cover primarily, this is a more of a pre-season spot rather than discussing game week one in general, we thought we'd have a look at the entire season coming up as a whole. So we're going to kick off by looking at the top four teams from last year, then have a look at the three promoted teams and also three teams that might be of interest to the community as a whole. And after that, we will be answering questions. So, All right, let's, so let's kick off with Manchester City against about let's talk Guardiola my nemesis so I struggle with Man City I have they always defy the usual fantasy convention so why don't you kick us off here Pranil they seem to be your specialty I absolutely love uh, Guardiola I love that everybody's scared of Pep and Pep rotation <laughs> and everything and uh, sort of taken advantage of that last season uh, but the big question uh, that I'm worried about or thinking about rather this season is uh, how are they going to replace uh, David Silva and what kind of a shape is Pep going to use? Uh, just uh, for the benefit of, benefit of conversation, we are going to assume that a certain uh, Lionel Messi from Barcelona is not going to be joining uh, Manchester City. And we'll uh, have a conversation based on that. Uh, so who do you think replaces Dilva in that team? Let me direct this to Bakar. Uh, what do you think? I think um, Phil Foden is, is the, the, the name which comes up when, when you think of uh, David Silva, a replacement in that in that setup, um, particularly for the easier games, uh, when you when you notice uh, what was happening last season was that he was playing uh, particularly post the restart in in the home games um, against easier opposition. But he was um, playing on the wings. I, I I think it was one game where he played centrally. Most games he was playing, I think, left or right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I think he he might be playing in 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 that role now, uh, Silva's role. I think that that is possibly likely. And if not, then. Um, then you'd see what Pep did last time in the away games that KDB was playing advanced with uh, with the pivot of Rodri and Gundogan in the center, and that makes KDB an even better asset. So, so like this is a bit strange, but KDB is actually a better asset to own in the tougher fixtures uh, rather than the easier fixtures. So if that's the case um, again, then KDB is he could make a mockery of that price tag even uh, at uh, 11.5. I agree with you. If we have Gundo and uh, Rodri in the double pivot, then KDB becomes a much better asset than he already was, especially with uh, Pens being in his locker, probably. Uh, Zoff, why don't you start off with uh, talking about their defence? I mean, the defence, yeah, like we saw, they kept the most clean sheets last year, but it's a bit strange. Like, let's talk about the defensive assets. Edison, even though he was a keeper with a golden glove, I think he was still the seventh or eighth highest scoring goalkeeper. So, there's no, really no point looking over there for Edison. Now, Laporte, I do think, is slightly maybe undervalued. If he had a full season with all those clean sheets, a couple of goals, I think he'd be closer to 6.5 or 7 than 6. So, now, over the course of the season, you'd actually expect a Laporte to outscore somebody like a Mitrovic, who's at the same price. But at the beginning of the season, I prefer having that Mitrovic spot in there so that you can switch around and identify the early bandwagons. Yeah, Ake, I agree. I agree. Ake is an interesting Absolutely. one. Yeah. Ake, I'm waiting to see how he slots in because I don't think Guardiola rates stones very much. But what but, are your uh, I think both both Laporte and Ake are left-sided though, if I'm not mistaken. So I That's feel true. like somebody I, I, else. Yeah, is... I think you're right about that. Yeah, and what what I like is uh, that when you're looking about talking about the City defense, and if Laporte is staying fit, the season he stayed fit, City kept 20 clean sheets. And that was when De Bruyne was injured throughout the season. Uh, and in the last three seasons, they've gotten 16, 20 and 16 clean sheets. So you feel like they have a floor of 
at least 15 clean sheets and if i feel like i feel like if uh, kevs fit throughout the season and he's on, he's on all set plays i i think laporte has like four or five he has a four or five goal season in him i'm interested in laporte uh, i'm also interested in cancelo uh, if he looks sort of near but we've seen a lot of rotation when it comes to that full back spot with city anything to add parker when it talking about the city defense i i love the city defense um uh, at this point last year we will we were all uh, talking about uh, zinchenko because uh, mendy wasn't um, available oh, and, was and we all had zinchenko <laughs> in our team so whenever we 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 get a city defender we we take the opportunity to jump at at him uh, i mean even last year um they did statistically underperform despite uh, you know keeping the most uh, clean sheets and they conceded actually more goals than than they they should have uh their defense was was still pretty watertight so so with the port back uh i think uh they can they can uh, be a good source of uh, fpl points for us uh, this season but i don't think i'm i'm going to start with the city defender or consider one in the earlier weeks um firstly because of the game week one blank and then uh, because they have wolves in game week two so i expect wolves to score there so maybe maybe after that i'll, I'll look into one Yep. All right. Nice, nice. And what are your thoughts about the midfielders and attackers? Um, Ster now Sterling versus uh, the De Bruyne is a very interesting one. Um, both of them at the same price. Um, I, I am, I'm, I'm one who's in the Sterling camp, like like you are, because I, I prefer goals over, um, over assists. Even though KDB is is just phenomenal, and he is a bonus magnet, but I still think I prefer Sterling because Sterling. because when i am captaining someone i i look at the upside pretty much like you do and sterling has that hat trick in him which i i don't think uh, de bruyne does so when when sterling holds big it, it can lead to a a huge um, sort of uh, advantage over over those who, who went with uh, de bruyne captain so that's why I, i i like sterling and i mean i i'd like you to talk about aguero i mean you're the one who's the expert on that so i i'm going to stay silent yeah what do you think the, aguero before, this season go on about let's talk about that before moving to agüero i know that you're a de bruyne loyalist so far so where do you stand in the de bruyne versus sterling debate i mean sterling i think i'm emotionally scarred by the first half of the season the number of times i captained him and he refused to get into the box get a shot so he is an extremely extremely frustrating asset to own at times you got I, emotional there so it was an emotional <laughs> time the first half of the season trust me <laughs> i mean uh, beginning of the season i told myself the same thing that city players have the highest ceiling the highest potential so i think the first 14 15 weeks i captain sterling over salah most of the weeks and it did not end well so and, but yeah. the funny thing now you go back to de bruyne i owned de bruyne for 36 game weeks but i captained him just once Right, so, because you don't see that upset, and maybe he's not as predictable. As, that's what it is. Uh, it's not still. predictable. And the one week I did captain him, he got what I would expect: one assist and a bonus point, so seven points. Right. So that is a sort of like drawback with De Bruyne. But I'd probably just back him just because I love watching him play. Simple as that. Yeah, I still haven't made a decision uh, on the Sterling versus De Bruyne, and I'm glad that we have until game week three to make that decision, which looks like the route for everybody. Uh, but what what's uh, impressive is since restart, Sterling got like nine goals. That's absolutely massive and i feel like uh, his relationship with the striker has something to do there because he loves to play with uh, jesus. gabriel jesus yeah. and yes. not as much with a uh, certain sergio aguero because aguero is going to have all the big chances that come in the box but but uh, i really like them both i'm still uh, conflicted because I, 
one thing I told myself at the end of last season is don't ignore ignore De Bruyne. He's your weakness, and I don't want to do that again this season. But I feel like Sterling has got a 25 goal season in him. Right. If he continues yeah. the same way they did yeah. at the I, end of I, I agree season. with that, um, LR. But uh, you know what? What's made this even more difficult to call is, is now the fact that potentially uh, De Bruyne is going to be on penalties again. Like yeah. we saw, we saw post restart. So being on pens for City is, is huge. Yeah. And anytime De Bruyne seems to you know get an attacking return, he seems to hog all the bonus as well. So that is what has made this uh, this this calling extremely intriguing and difficult. What What about the budget guys? What do you guys think about Foden and Mares? You go first, though. Foden and Mares, it's the interesting options because they're both cheap, but. There's players I never go for and I often lose out primarily because I'll always prefer to pick the players who are nailed. I just can't bring myself... Like, I don't like the anxiety of waiting for team sheets, wake up in the morning, we have to wait. Because for in, in India, the games start for us like close to midnight. You wake up at 9am, I'm like, ah, oh, is Foden going to start today? Like, you're waiting, you're, you're checking Twitter <laughs> news, trying to see if there are any team leaks. And I just, I just can't go through that. Alright, alright. What about you, TFF? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with, with Zoff, but... Um, the, the thing with city assets is like uh, like we saw with uh, with with Mares and Sterling numerous times at at the at, at the various points post the restart that they're so explosive they're so good that when the game's done that's what they're playing against tired even if they come on they they still haul regardless i mean so there's there's that um sort of uh, argument to it but but overall i think i agree with Zoff. i i won't be starting season with with either Ford nor Mares, but if either shows any kind of form, they're straight in my team because they're absolute bargains. I think a lot uh, depends on the five subs thing. If like, because I think they're having a revote on that later on. If the city do get the five sub options, a lot of these guys like Sterling can plunder points we've seen in fifteen minutes against tired legs. So a lot depends on the think on that. I'm I'm right now very he- heavily considering starting my season with Foden. I think he started six or seven games in Project Restart, and it looks like Pep is cementing him in the first. Uh, Team. He played the important games in the Champions Leagues as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I am quite hot on him. And I feel like when it comes to Foden and Mahrez, the moment you realize that they're going to start, the moment you think they're starting two or three games together and they've kind of made it into the first team, I'm happy to jump on them earlier than everybody else. Because when you're talking about other 6.5 million or 8.5 million assets, they don't play for teams that are that we expect to 4-0 final a team so regularly, so consistently. So I'm, I'm happy to jump on that and I'm Kind of, I like that everybody else is sort of pep rotation risk averse. Uh, I, I don't come in that play style, so yeah. Mm. And then there's there's this Aguero, who I think uh, is absolutely underpriced this season. Uh, I did a little article for the scout where we spoke about how premium price players perform against weak teams and against strong teams. And against the weaker teams, Aguero averaged 1.75 returns a game which was way above and beyond everybody else amongst the premium players. So, yeah, I'm happy to go with a premium striker for sure in my team so that I can switch to Aguero whenever I feel like in a nice uh, home city game. We do have Leicester early season. I'm eyeing that up for an Aguero captaincy. Yeah, fair enough. I think we should, let's move on from Man City then. I think we've covered them a fair bit to the crosstown rivals, Manchester United. We have two Man United fans on the pod. So, TFF, why don't you go first on this one? What do you think about Man United? Let's talk about yeah, so, the so attack United, first. Yeah, so United are an interesting one. I mean, um, we've seen price rises for basically everyone um, this this time around, uh, particularly given their uh, form after the restart. It's 
uh, there it's 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 obviously justified and we're going to have a very hard time i mean if if at at some point we we think that united fixtures are are good um i we'd have a hard time fitting all three attackers in like we did last time uh post the restart um statistically um from open play rashford and marciana the ones that stand out but being with uh, like from open play is the key word here because united tend to get like a pen every game so that brings uh, fernandez into the uh, in the picture as well i mean i i i think he has far more to offer um other than penalties when you look at him from the eye test because uh, i think he's uh, he's he's a very he's a quality player um i think he even at 10.5 he's going to be underpriced and i i think um him and and um marcial are the ones i'd look at uh with serious interest um i am not exactly sure about rashford um because I, his finishing isn't as lethal as Martial, and I think if I have to pick one of the two, I'd probably uh, go towards Martial. Nice, nice. I agree. I agree with that. I actually feel and, like and Greenwood uh, at seven point five. I mean, he's an auto pick. Yeah, you, Greenwood is the value pick, isn't he? I think I mean, so. at seven point five is by far the best exactly. option in this price range. No brainer at that price. So having watched uh, United last season. Uh, I feel like Bruno gets a lot of stick uh, just being labeled as a penalty taking fake. <laughs> I feel like he maybe underperformed his uh, non penalty stats to an extent because he's always in and around the box especially against the weaker teams who we have finally begun to dominate against. And I wh- one thing that I always love about him is, is I think his assist potential is uh, uh, really high because he always goes for that risky ball where he finds his attacker in the position to shoot for goal. So I feel like uh, Uh, and and from outside the box he's very trigger happy he loves to shoot so i i see him as a really good pick and people make comparisons like bruno versus uh, marshall you actually need to compare bruno to your other premium mids and uh, mids price slightly lower than him i don't feel like you need to compare them to as a pick uh, talking about tony he's absolutely my favorite player after the likes of giroud and aguero he's the guy who i'm developing a sort of relationship with uh, he was my highest uh, point scorer in fpl last season absolute gift 7.5 million mid and uh, i feel like some people might be adverse to picking him because of his price rise but but uh, he he scored 17 goals in a season where we actually only really played in one half and uh, once bruno got into a team that's when we started ticking and i i see i see no reason. he's he's improving at a phenomenal rate and i see him having a 25 30 return season in terms of goal plus assists and if you consider that uh, he's underpriced rashford is uh, extremely streaky what i'd say is if you see him hitting form if you see him having a couple of good games then go for him uh, otherwise don't because he's very streaky and uh, greenwood uh, again if he's going to start if you see him starting the first game and the second game uh, especially for certain jaden sancho doesn't come to old trafford he's a great pick the only thing that was my problem with greenwood last season was he never got a high volume of chances uh, so he had very few chances mm-hmm. and i feel like that's that's got to do with age uh, if he involves himself in play a little more and he starts increasing the volume of chances that he gets absolute steal i i feel like at some point this season foden and greenwood are going to be permanently in everybody else's team Well, big call, big call that. Yeah. What about defense? Do you think that I I like the value of Van Bissaka now at five point five? I think United are one of the best defensive teams in terms of price points. 
Uh, yeah, I just uh, need to know where Maguire's head is when the season's going to start after <laughs> all that went down in preseason. But yeah, I do like uh, the the pick that I like the most from our defense is Shaw. I feel like he's got good end product. He he had nothing to show for it last season, um, but he whenever he has this tendency whenever he starts hitting form he tends to get injured. But when he's fit, I I like him from the defense. I think at five million uh, it's a steal. Any anything to add? Uh, I, I think yeah. I think uh, I agree with uh, with both of you. I think United defense has a lot of value to offer this year. Even last year, uh, they underperformed statistically in terms of clean sheets, um, and and they always seem to concede the odd goal. Whether it was due to the hair's form or you know was just unlucky, you can call it a combination of both. But I think this year, particularly with with the price rises of all the attackers, I think uh, the the smart play might be to you know. Pick a defender and a couple of attackers rather than having three attackers at the same time. Uh, and Henderson, Henderson is going to be com- competing with Degas this season. He's playing yep. for United yep. this yep. season. So, so there's that as well. So there's that as well. Yep. But I think 5.5 is a is a 5.5 or even 5 million for for United is a is a very good price. Yeah, we have um, Lindelof at five, if I'm not mistaken. If people want yeah. to set and forget option, we've got good fixtures to start with. I don't mind that. Hmm. My pick is Van Bissaka. I like the number of assists he started picking up. He was actually improved his attacking output a lot. I th- thought yeah. in the second half of the season. Good yeah, he, for... he was a he was a winger early uh, in his career, and he has shown those tendencies. And Ole has worked with him a lot on getting attacking output from that side, especially because we don't have a genuine winger in our team. We, we have a lot of uh, inside forwards, so we do need to rely on somebody. To offer that width, uh, and I'm hoping that Van Van Bissaka improves his output. Yep, yep, yep. So let's let's move to your boys, Chelsea, the ones that are yes, the hot topic in the FPL ecosystem right now. Let's talk about them. You're a Chelsea fan. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start? I mean, I saw the entire Brighton game yesterday, and something I noticed it was only the first, it was really the first 45 minutes the team has had together, and now we are going to have an international break with the likes of Werner. Etc. will head off to the national teams. You have the likes of Mount and Abraham in quarantine. I'm very excited about Chelsea's prospects as a whole. The signing of Havertz also pending. But I do think it'll take some time to bed in. Because even when Werner played yesterday, he had a tendency to drift around to the left a lot and to the point he was almost searching for the guy in the centre. So maybe that just more of a wait and watch. I'm quite enthusiastic on them overall, but... Maybe not as much want to jumping in. I know this is this is, this is typical Zoff uh, for. Uh, so I've known Zoff for the best part of four or five years, and whenever it comes to Chelsea assets, he never likes jumping in too early. Never. He's always a little bit restrained when it comes to his own team. But I, I and is do you think is that again, or are you particularly sure about your opinion this time round? I'm. I think a bit of both. We do have world class players, but it's so strange right now. Like, could teams have not even really having any form of preseason? They're playing right now and then you have an international break. So the first two, three games, I think, is going to be similar to what we saw when the restart. I think the teams are going to take a little bit time to get off the ground. So, But if when we do get running, I think we are going to be unstoppable. So, Are you starting with any Chelsea asset I've in got, your team? I had Ziyech and Werner until yesterday. I've swapped out Ziyech now for Ali. There is some injury concerns over Hakim. But I still, I'm still going with Werner. I'm confident about Timo. Right. I think he can play on the left as well. With Giroud, I think I'm waiting to see how that shapes up. And then, assuming that you guys get Howards and Pulisic is fit, out of the four attackers that you have, who, who would you have as your top two? 
I would say Havertz and Werner because something if Werner plays through the middle, I noticed Loftus Cheek was in the box a lot yesterday. He was pretty much playing as a striker. So Werner's movement is very difficult. Sorry, not different from let's say a Abraham or a Giroud. He opens up a lot of spaces, a lot more link up, something almost like a Firmino but with a bit more of a presence in the box. So I think whoever he's plays, tall as well. Yeah, and I think so. Whoever plays behind Werner is going to be gold. All right, nice, nice. Anything to add, Bakar? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like like Zoff, I'm extremely uh, excited to to watch uh, Chelsea this year. I mean, they've made a lot of signings, and um, I mean, often the uh, the the sort of the, the common theme when you hear about a new players coming to the Premier League and all that is that you allow them to you know you have a look at them before you invest in them in, in FPL. Um, but I, I think I'm I'm probably going to double up on, on Chelsea uh, right from the start. Uh, Werner is someone who backs up his goals uh, statistically. You know, he's exactly the kind of striker I like owning in FPL, uh, who has a high XG, high amount of shots inside the box, big chances. He's, 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 he's top three XG per ninety uh, in all of Europe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he he's exactly the kind of striker you need in FPL, um, and his output output backs that. So uh, I'm looking at Werner uh, right away. And then yes, uh, ideally I, I would have had Pulisic if if he was fit. But assuming that he's not around for game week one, um, then then probably Howards or or or, or Ziyech. Um, I'll make a call on that based on the on the friendlies coming up. Uh, but but I think I, I'll probably go with Howards. Um, okay. I one thing I was uh, I, I noticed about Chelsea uh, even during the restart. That they uh, they had the highest amount of big chances after um, uh, after City, City, so they were second for big chances. Uh, so, I mean, they were creating a lot of big chances even back then. So with a with a you know with a more lethal striker around and and better quality players around, I'd expect them to you know score quite a few goals. And they maintained those statistics throughout the season. Actually, uh, they were second only to City when it came to XG for the season. They had a higher XG than Liverpool. So I feel yeah. like. Uh, they have a lot of goals in them and they've upgraded to world-class players in a lot of positions. I'm, I'm incredibly excited. I'm definitely having Werner in my team. I think he's underpriced at 9.5 million. Uh, and uh, he could potentially have penalties as well now that William is left. Uh, and I don't know how much Jorginho is going to play. And if uh, Howard joins Chelsea, I think it's going to be between uh, Werner and Howard for the penalty duties because both of them used to take pens for their previous clubs. So yeah, yeah, I'm interested. Another start stat that I that stood out for me from last season is uh, last season the City strikers, uh, the Chelsea strikers did like three shots in the box per ninety. Uh, Mo Salah had the same rate, so I feel like they're going to get a lot of chances. And I, I hope that Pulisic is fit because uh, he's my favorite Chelsea asset. He's always in and around the box, always looking to get on the end of things. And uh, we've all heard about the famous deep cross uh, that CH is famous for. From his side, and I feel like uh, Pulisic could be on the end of those crosses. So yeah, I'm looking to start with Werner and eyeing up one of Havertz or Pulisic if they are fit or manage to join the club. Let's talk about the defense. What do you think about that, Zoff? I th- I liked how the positions Reese James was taking up yesterday. He was quite attacking, but the problem is Aspilicueta is sort of pretty much our team spirit. So, I don't see Aspi permanently getting benched. I think he's going to change it up. I think maybe the tougher games, let's say against a Liverpool or a team where we have to be more solid defensively is probably when he'll pick Aspi. And if we are playing against a deep block, we'll see James. I think Chilwell will see a lot more game time on the left because we really don't have any other decent left back who can play in a back four. 
But in general, I think it's a wait and watch for me. And waiting to see who we replace Kepa with, that's a big question as well. Yep, yep, yep. Big question. I'm definitely waiting and watching when it comes to your defense. Wasn't impressed at all. Uh, I know you guys have Thiago Silva coming in now, uh, but I, I just am not confident when it comes to looking at that Chelsea defense. Yep. So I'm yeah, in no hurry I to mean, go there. Definitely not with uh, with Kepa in goal. Uh, even though I mean, Zuma is five million, and if he's looking, you know, likely to start the season, I can probably see myself owning him at some point. Uh, but I probably won't start the season with him. Uh, I mean, one thing I noticed uh, statistically with with Chelsea last season was that uh, there, and this was extremely noticeable, particularly with Chelsea, that uh, their defense uh, at home was one of the best, and away from home, the statistically was like pretty much average, mediocre at best. That man in the house. So, uh, I mean, they're starting away to Brighton, then they have Liverpool. So, uh, for starters, I think it's it's better to just avoid. Good, good uh, that you mentioned Liverpool because I think it's the perfect segue to talk about yep. the last team, champions from last season, uh, who looked pretty underwhelming yesterday, I thought. Uh, what, what do you think, sir? I think it's just that it's rustiness more so than anything. I did, I did think they picked up a little bit more, but at the same time, I do think they need to strengthen every team after winning the title. They usually need some fresh impetus. I'm a little bit worried that Liverpool might go a bit stale, but at the same time, they're, they're going to be up there. Uh, but And Trent is so huge to that team. I think we can, it really showed yesterday how dependent they are. They had all, all, The entire creativity was coming down the left from Robertson without Trent. So it's very, very different, like very hard to judge them without TA. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Let's, let's talk about uh, Trent, Robertson and Van Jick. What What are your thoughts on their defence? Uh, Pretty sure you have Trent. Are you going with a second Liverpool defender? What's your thinking there? DFF, I think you had sent me a draft. You had Robertson in there, didn't you? Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, I uh, I have doubled up on uh, Trent and Robertson uh, as of now. I I mean, Trent is a, is a bit of a no-brainer. I, I don't need explaining why I own Trent uh, because literally half the world <laughs> owns him. Um, with with Robertson, I I noticed his his numbers post restart, and they have been extremely um, impressive. Uh, even yesterday in the Shield, he had uh, three key passes, and uh, if, it, if if not for a great save by Martinez, he would have recorded an assist for Mane, and and maybe he would have uh, gotten more attention. But I, I like the fact that he's kind of going under the radar. Um, he's also on set pieces. He's sharing set pieces. He's uh, on corners. Um, I noticed he was taking free kicks against uh, Stuttgart as well in, in the previous friendly. So so that bodes well. And I, I've noticed that um, since the restart, ever since he's been on these set pieces, he's he's doing incredibly well in terms of uh, bonus uh, bonus per uh, per minute accumulator. So he's he's the best among Liverpool defenders for bonus um, for bonus points uh, since the restart uh, because of his creativity. Uh, which is why I think he's he's an explosive option to own, and I I honestly can't see any better seven million mid to to own, um, or even a seven million striker uh, who who would actually um, outscore Robertson. So so I really like the look of, of Robertson. I, I think he can be a good differential early on, um, and he's explosive as well. So that's something I really really like about him. They're playing uh, Leeds, Chelsea, and Arsenal in the first three. How many how many clean sheets do you see there? I, I can see them uh, keeping a clean sheet against Leeds. I think Arsenal is also likely. I'm, I'm not too confident about that. But uh, in, in my draft, I have uh, 
I have uh, Dallas to cover for Robertson in game week two, so I'm not going to be playing him against Chelsea because I think Chelsea will score uh, in in game week two. Big call, Liverpool. big call. I I wouldn't uh, bench uh, Robertson whatever the pitch. He got an assist at the Stamf- at Stamford Bridge last year. I remember that. Yeah, but but I I I don't think his ceiling is that high in that fixture. Yeah. I'm very confident that Chelsea will score. Uh, as I just said Negative about points. Chelsea, they're... Negative points, for sure. They've <laughs> <laughs> been really good uh, going forward. Um, even against the big sides, you notice what they what they did to uh, Man City uh, post the restart. I mean, they could have scored like 4-5 in that game alone. So yeah. so I, I, I really like uh, the look of Chelsea's assets, and I don't think Liverpool will keep a clean sheet there. So, they I call. mean, these are famous last words, so... I might end up eating them later on. Barker but, planning uh, defensive rotation around premium defenders. Love to see it. Love uh, to just see for it. one week. Just for one week. <laughs> as long as you have a strategy. As long as you have a strategy. Uh, my, my thinking with the uh, Liverpool defenders is I never like owning more than one because in their juicy home games, I like having uh, Salah Mane double up. And uh, this season, more than ever, I want to leave a spot open for a third Liverpool player because a certain Nabi Keita is... Uh, gathering my interest. I saw the two preseason games and uh, uh, he seemed like he was in and around the box uh, playing as a very advanced eight uh, in both the preseason games. I was uh, disappointed that he didn't play last season because he was in my draft until last night and uh, unfortunately he's gone out. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in Kita and uh, I still haven't made a decision when it comes to Salah versus Mane. I thought Mane looks a lot sharper uh, in preseason as well as yesterday, but uh, I feel like uh, there is so little between them uh, right now. Salah gets the volume of shots, Mane gets the volume of big chances. Uh, you really, uh, I think FPL should have maybe priced Mane 0.5 cheaper. That would have uh, made it a decision. I think it's a non-decision sort of right now because of the penalty factor. But I don't know. I, I still feel like I might get tempted to go with Mane just because he looks fresh. And he has a tendency to start seasons off really well. Uh, I remember last two or three seasons, he's always scored or braced in his first game and tends to have a flyer at the start. I I, I know that both of you all are Salah loyalists. So, do you guys change your opinion based on what you saw yesterday? Mm -hmm. Um, For me, um, Mane is certainly getting uh, recording the better chances. Um, Even yesterday, I agree with you, he was looking more sharper. Against Stuttgart, even he had... um, Salah didn't get a big chance in, in the game and, and Mane had one over there as well. So it's basically three big chances to Salah's zero now in, in two uh, two friendlies. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'd still stick with Salah because uh, I just think Pens is, is too huge a factor for me to, to overlook him. And and yeah, I mean, overall, if you compare them over the, the course of the season, um, Salah's numbers are, are just better. So I, I, I'll just back that and I, I won't go against it. Even if Mane looks sharp for these in, in, in these uh, friendlies. Anything to add? Zor- no. It's Salah all the way for me because just he's so greedy. Every time near the shot, shooting, just a player I feel uncomfortable not owning. All right. And what what do you what do you think about Kita? Any interest at all? I mean, I don't really think so because again, I think midfield is where Klopp tends to rotate the most. And I just see when Champions League proper comes along, I think it's again going to be sweating on team sheets, which I don't want to do. Okay. So let's move on to the promoted dads. We spent about 35 minutes on these guys. So let's touch. Let's start with that, and let's start with the champions of the championship, Leeds. So some. Quick I believe you've looked into some stats here. Yeah. Why don't yep. you tell us about them? So Leeds were second for goals scored in the championship on 77. 
Brentford scored more 80. They were ranked third for goals scored at home, with only West Brom and Brentford scoring more. And they were first for away goals, that is 37. They had the best defence in the championship, 22 clean sheets and 35 goals conceded. So, let's talk about their players. I think, uh, Pranil, you had a look at some of their players, right? I had a look at their players and uh, I saw this video which was all the goals scored by lead players and just uh, but, but first I'm, I'm just so excited to see uh, Bielsa in the Premier League I've heard so much about him read so much about him and I'm sort of trying to wonder how they're going to play because from what I read uh, they're a very energetic super fit team that keeps a lot of possession I think they kept 59% possession on average last season in the championship and I feel like they won't get to do that in the premiership so I'm kind of trying to predict how they're going to play out this season and uh, I was talking uh, to watch from FML, FML FPL and we, we think that he kind of uh, might go in and play in a way similar to Saints because they're so fit and dynamic and they press so heavily so I'm looking at like a high press sort of counter-attacking sort of play from these because I don't expect them to keep so much possession this season uh, and their players do interest me I feel like uh, having uh, such good stats having the best defensive stats coming out of the championship in the last 10 years uh, is something that shouldn't be overlooked and uh, let's talk about their attackers one attacker that definitely interests me uh, from their team is Harrison uh, I think he plays on the left side he was top for big chances created and key passes amongst all these players he had eight goals and six assists last season and he was only behind uh, Bamford for shots and he's priced at 5.5. He's someone who interests me and I also like that 5.5 million midfield bracket. Uh, then there is Bamford uh, who got uh, 16 goals but he scored only 10 of his 54 big ch- 44 big chances that he got last season. Now uh, what interests me is that he's getting a lot of these big chances and uh, uh, you know there is Rodrigo who's joint leads right now uh, but he's not... Uh, I feel like uh, Bielsa is all about the system and uh, uh, Amford went through long patches of bad form without scoring last season. But as long as he did the pressing, as long as he involved himself in the link-up play, he wasn't dropped. Uh, And I'm taking that chance because I need a 5.5 striker. So I'm starting off with Amford in game week one as of today. Uh, Anything that you guys want to add about their attack? Um, Firstly, um... Personally, I only have uh, only one Leeds uh, player in my draft. That's that's Dallas uh, in, in defense. Uh, their fixtures are a bit hard. So um, when you look at their fixtures, it's Liverpool, Sheffield, uh, and City in, in in three of their first four. So I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not too keen on starting uh, with a Leeds attacker in particular. Um, but yes, uh, the, the stat you mentioned about Bamford, that he's uh, gotten a lot of big chances last season uh, and he has been worth them. So it tells me that there may be, uh, you know, a lead striker, maybe someone to look at, and I'll, I'll monitor monitor that over the first uh, three three to four weeks, um, and and maybe then when once the fixtures there and I can, uh, you know, invest uh, in an attacker. What about you, Zoh? No, what I found interesting is the fact that they were the top teams to score goals away. Now I think what happened is a lot of times when they were at home, teams set up very defensively against them. And they were able to like get more space on the road because teams actually attack more on their own path. So on the Premier League, that might actually benefit them. I don't think they'll get as much respect as they did in the Championship. So that whole counter-attacking style, pressing style might actually benefit them rather than work against them. 
So I think yeah, and they were known for their counter-attacking goals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I don't think any team is going to be playing a deep block against Leeds in the Premier League. So that should be fun to watch. Now let's move on to West Brom. Now this is an interesting team. Now what I found interesting over here. Now they were top for goals scored at home, 44 in the Championship, which is not something that comes to mind when you think West Brom. We normally think Evans, McCauley, Tony Pulis, set pieces, Higazis. And, but they were only fifth for away goals. They conceded 45 goals, which is the third best defense, but they only kept 14 clean sheets, which indicates to me they sent a lot of games where they conceded just the odd goal. But they were the best away defense in the championship, where they conceded only 18 goals. So I'm, that tells to me, me that he set up in a more conservative fashion away from home. But now this is the stat I really like. They were 11th for goals conceded at home. So they're quite open on their own patch. So that's something to keep in mind. Billich kind of team, right? If we, if you remember uh, when West Ham hit uh, form uh, when Pat was playing for West Ham, uh, they did pretty well in attack. Uh, if you remember, we used to rely on Pat a lot. And uh, they finished 7th and 11th with West Ham under Billich, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I remember that that's that season, they were always in the top five, six, seven for attacking stats. So I am interested in their attack because I do rate Bilic. I think he's a good manager. And uh, uh, and we do have their most talked about exciting finger slash number 10, Pereira, who's got, who's got like eight goals and 16 assists. Uh, they initially started off playing uh, in a 4-2-3-1 where he played as a 10. And then uh, he moved to the right-hand side when Bilic shifted the formation a 4-3-3 at the end of last season. He looks interesting. I'm not jumping in early there, but I'm definitely monitoring him. Yep. I think the problem is the strikers. They sub- I think they got 10 goals apiece and a lot of sub-appearances. They really need another striker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had what? Uh, uh, Austin and... Uh, yeah, uh, Robson Canoe. Yeah, that's not Premier League quality. No, no. Not at not at this age. So yeah. That's probably the are they in yeah. Are they in the market for anybody right now? Anything that you guys have read? Not much, but they must be. They have, to, they have to be. And anybody interested in their defense at all early season? They have a no, big I mean, guy, the right? Pictures uh, are really on our bit if we. They have this again, one. Like, like, mm. um, they have uh, Everton, Chelsea, Leicester, first three. So I mean, I mean, those pictures are a bit hard for for clean sheets, but but maybe when you when you look at Pereira, maybe he can do well. Uh, another one who's who I'm gonna you know wait and watch on, but but I think he can start off well. I mean Leicester aren't exactly resolute these days, and then there's Chelsea with Kepa and Everton are without basically a midfield these days. So I mean he can start off well. He uh, could be worth the worth the punt at six million. Uh, but any, anybody no one getting else who a, really interests me? Are you getting any Neil Etheridge vibes from their keeper Sam Johnston? Saved. Uh, Six of his 13 pens. So it looks like an interesting punt. They, he's definitely going to get a lot of save points. From what I read, he's a solid shot stopper and uh, likes to save his penalties. Anybody feel like punting there? Hmm. Interesting option. No, that's no, that's interesting. I mean, I, I'm not someone who um, who invests in keepers because of uh, you know their their penalty save percentages and all that. I, I'd rather just trust the fixtures and clean sheets because I mean, I just. Think that these are sort of random events which you can't predict. Yeah. So, and I'm I mean, talking I'll, to two Daladish managers here, so <laughs> I don't know what I was doing pitching Johnston to you guys. No, 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 no promoted keeper initially, at least. They had this one big guy on set pieces, I think, who's at five million. I think he scored, I think, yeah. four or five goals. 
Ajay, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but he's got like five goals and eight goals in the last two seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I read that. That's crazy. So, but not the same West Brom. We must not forget that they yeah. aren't your Tony Pulis West Brom that we're used to. I, I just that's true. Let's move on to Fulham. Now, Fulham were fourth for goals scored at home, but here's the eye-catching stat: they were seventeenth for away goals. Sixteen teams scored more away goals from the, than the, in the championship. But at wow. the same time, they had the fourth best defensive record on the road. So that tells me something right there. Parker sets up very conservatively away from home. Now, 26 of their 48 goals conceded were at home. Eight teams had better defensive records on home turf. So it tells you a lot again. They're, very, they're open at home, attacking away. But something you have to keep in mind now before we discuss all the promoted teams. Something that drives the promoted teams early on is the crowd back in the Premier League, that whole field, that's going to be missing. And that is something we are now dealing with yeah. for the first time. It's uncharted territory. So how Great much of that, how much of that crowd factor is going to be there for a promotion team in this environment is something we need to keep in mind. For sure, for sure. I, I kind of wonder about them because they seem like a mini Louis van Gaal sort of keeping possession for the heck of keeping possession sort of team without really creating anything. I mean, the only player who really interests me is Mitrovic because... Uh, He's got 49% goal involvement. And uh, he, he tends to start seasons really well. I feel like the last two or th- what I read was the last two or three seasons. He got off to a flyer in the first seven, eight games. That's what happened in the Premiership as well. So interesting punt at six million. No one else that really interests me. They do have the fixtures. So if you feel like uh, indulging in their keeper, uh, who's got a very high highest, percentage yep. save. 77%, the highest in the Championship. Yeah, that's about it. I don't have much else to add there. And there's Mitrovic yeah, with forty-nine point one 49.1% goal involvement. Sorry, TFF, you were saying? Um, yeah, I, I was uh, I was saying that um, when, when you speak of Fulham, there's only one one name that comes to my mind. That's that's Mitrovic yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he, stri- he sort of uh, strikes me as, as the kind of striker who um, who's like more like a Pookie or Ings, who's, who's basically going to have a huge... Um, part in, in, in the goals that his, his team scores. Um, because simply when, when Fulham score, he's more or less likely to be more like like Brunel, um late riser just mentioned. Um, even back in the um, back in the days when Fulham were in the Premier League and he was playing for them, uh, he he actually had a very high volume of shots which which was very encouraging, but uh, it, he kind of fell off towards uh, the second half of the season. Um, it was primarily because um, Fulham just um, they were so bad that um, any, every time Mitrovic used to have a chance and he used to miss, the, the, the other team used to go up at the other end and score. So he, he basically kind of just sort of uh, lost confidence and he, he kind of gave up. But I think um, back in the Premier League, he can start very well again. I think he's going to be on penalties as well. Um, I, I was watching a few of the, their highlights um, last year and and, and and he's he's exactly the kind of poacher you want. He always gets himself in you know good positions. Uh, he's he's known to be a bit of a hothead, but but I think he's uh, his discipline has been better That's over cool. the past uh, couple of wow. years as well. VR is so, going to be watching him now. So yeah, he VR to... is going to be a very um, crucial factor for him. But uh, yeah, I think I, I'm likely to start off with uh, with Mitrovic in my side. I, I mean. He's the most likely uh, sort of promoted team asset I'm, I'm likely to own uh, heading into game week one. Yep. Uh, right. What about you, Zoff? 
Um, I have Mitrovic in my draft right now, but I'm really looking at it again. I don't think the fixtures are as easy as they appear. As we saw, Arsenal are much better defensively from yesterday than we have Leeds, who are the best defensive record in the championship. So I'm really reconsidering that pick after looking into the stats. I'm not too convinced about him. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I think now we're almost 50 minutes in, so let's move on to the next section about the three teams we want to watch out for. And let's kick off with Spurs. The new documentary is the video is out tomorrow. I can't wait for it. The Amazon documentary. Excited. I'm so excited, excited. for that. So why don't you kick us off on Spurs? Uh, um, so what, what I, I like about I, I like Spurs a lot. I like their fixtures. I feel like uh, until game week 11, 12, they have the most consistent run of pretty good fixtures. And uh, for that reason, I'm starting with a defender. I'm going for Eric Dyer right now. I like the defense because... Uh, I owned uh, Aurier uh, since Project Restart, based on your recommendation. Thank you for that. Uh, since Project Restart, and did really well. They got, I think, five clean sheets in eight games. And uh, their stats were really impressive as well. O- only second to Wolves for big chances conceded. And they're sort of turning into a proper Mourinho team. Uh, so I like that. I like the defense. I recommend Dyer or Davies or their new shiny toy Toherty. I feel like uh, Dotty is going to be a good pick as well because I expect Spurs to keep a few clean sheets early season. And uh, he's going to be playing the Aurier role. I was comparing Aurier and Doherty's heat map and uh, Aurier was actually further forward. The only difference is I feel like uh, Doherty isn't going to get that many goals. Uh, for Wolves, if you notice, he always was inside the box, almost... Uh, uh, Tapping in his goals, you know, when uh, Johnny used to cross from the other side. I don't know if uh, Mourinho is going to accommodate that. Though we've seen uh, that with your team when a certain Branislav Ivanovic played for Chelsea, where he scored a bucket load of goals. Uh, There'll never be another different... Branislav Ivanovic. He's one of a kind. <laughs> no, I'm saying that he's used to playing and getting inside the box, and we've seen a Jose team uh, fullback do something like that. So I wouldn't completely rule it out. Uh, he's definitely going to create a lot of chances and he's got uh, good finishers to put them in. Uh, so I do like Doherty if you fancy that. Any yeah. thoughts on the defense before we move on, move into the attack? TFF? Yeah. Um, I mean, Spurs, like you mentioned, uh, pose a restart, uh, least big chance considered afterwards. And that was hugely impressive uh, because I remember um, looking at their starts, uh, at their stats right before um, the Premier League restarted. Uh, they were actually, uh, since Mourinho had taken over, they were actually fourth worst for X, um, XG, uh, considered, XG considered, since Mourinho had taken over. So, I mean, their, their improvement uh, in, in terms of big chances considered was very uh, noticeable. It was, um, it was, he's basically turned it into a Mourinho side. Yeah, he, he was appointed mid-season, right? So, he never really got a proper pre-season to drill his uh, methods into his team, which he got during the and, pandemic. And yes, I... Um, like yourself, I, I like uh, the Davies pick, the, the Dyer pick, or, or even Doherty. I think Doherty uh, has more end product than Aurier, um, and he's, he's, he's a sort of a better player as well, in my opinion. Um, he tends to get, uh, I noticed that Aurier used to, you know, get a um, lot of touches in the final third, but without sort of uh, having any end product. Uh, but I think uh, with Doherty around, he could, uh, he could be a great pick, even at one million extra um, as when you compare it to Davies or, or Dyer because I think he's going to be having more license to go down on the right side. What Mourinho does is that Davies 
actually sort of plays like an inverted left back and he sort of fills in the center back role and and the the right back is given the license to go forward which is exactly what a player like Doherty needs so i think he can do really well even at 6 million i you know um contrary to popular opinion on on twitter i i think uh, he can start off really well uh let's talk about the attacks so for your thoughts there it's difficult one to call cuz they're actually pretty poor stats wise under the restart i think when kane scored it scored like four goals from four shots so it's a bit tricky the fixtures are definitely there and ultimately i don't think sun is as great an option under mourinho as he was previously he's been playing a lot wider with kane being forward but ali is one that's been interesting me during pre-season playing through the middle the support striker role so that's someone i might punt on what about kane slightly bit too much if i'm not going to captain that's the problem i think maybe another million or maybe half a million less but 10 and a half for a player i probably won't captain in the first few i don't know right i agree i agree i'm with you on that i feel like some people might fall into uh, son trap because uh, when ali kane and son are all fit uh, ali plays as a second striker sort of shadow striker and son is playing on the left and he needs to keep the width because uh, Davies doesn't move as far ahead. So, yeah, I do like you. I do like Ali as well. Uh, there's a nice stat that I read where he registered the most big chances amongst all midfielders between game weeks to 13 to 29. After which, I think he got a little injury. Kane is somebody yeah. I like, uh, but I, I'm not looking to start the season with him because I feel like uh, uh, we have Ings and uh, Jimenez uh, who offer pretty much the same deal at around two million less. Yep. We're running a bit low on time, guys. So let's just skip ahead now to Arsenal, if we could. All right. Uh, big, big man, what's your thoughts on the Gunners? Um, I mean, Aubameyang is is, is someone who I, I'm I'm sure all of us have. Um, and if we didn't by any chance, I mean, I'm sure all of us owned him after last night. <laughs> um, I think he's a bit of a no-brainer with um with Fulham and West Ham, um, in the first two fixtures. their defense has has uh, kind of improved uh, under arteta um it's not just sort of apparent in the stats but you can um, sort of notice it in the in the eye test as well they're, they're they're a bit more solid i don't think i'm i'm going to be starting with an arsenal defender but if salaba looks like starting at 4.5 he is someone who really interests me um tierney at 5.5 he might be a good pick but i but I I'm not sure whether he's going to start as a wing back if he starts as a wing back then he, he really interests me. Um I'm 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 unsure who the keeper is going to be so I'm not going to go there either. Um Arteta yeah, gave us no clues yesterday. He yes. was uh, Yeah, yeah. William William and uh and Pepe sort of they they're players who sort of blow hot and cold so I mean it's just a bamming for me at the moment like what about you um Red Rider? Uh yeah, with you Aubameyang is your ultimate flat track bully. Scored 75% of his uh, points against weaker opposition last season so it's a proper fixture play uh, outside of that i was interested in pepe and willian but i was discouraged by not seeing either of them start uh, i do have a uh, saka in my team and i thought he had a really good game yesterday uh, i've always liked him ever since he made his uh, he played against us and he's impressed me since uh, so i do have him in my team i think uh, he's pretty clinical with his uh, chances created and they're almost always on the point so i feel like he has a few assists inside him in him uh, when it comes to the defense though uh, i don't know who's nailed at the moment and uh, if salabas like you mentioned you know if salabas starting then i'm interested. Other, otherwise i'm not interested at the moment 
Yep, yep. Let's move on to Southampton then. What do we like about the Saints? I'm a big fan. What do you think? Yeah, why don't you talk about them? Because you love Ings. Yep. I mean, I, I love Ings. I probably shouldn't because he punished me pretty bad last season. I think I only owned him for two of his, what, 20 plus goals. So, wow. so it might be someone that maybe something I'm trying to like recover from last season. But in general, I expect them to start well. They seem to have a team that like pushes a lot of intensity pressing, which I think really helped when, without the crowd. The other teams are not able to match the level of energy, the level of commitment they put forth. So Ingsen is an interesting one. I'm definitely having Mikati in goal. Now the third one is where I'm a bit doubtful. Adams, uh, Armstrong or James Ward-Prowse. What about you? I, I like them. I think they're the best of the rest. I think they're going to be pushing for Europe this season. Uh, I, like you, I like McCarthy a lot. I like Ings a lot. Uh, the one that I'm really interested in is Jay Adams. He outstarted Ings in the last four games. And I noticed that Ings kind of likes playing as a nine and a half, where he tends to find the spaces between the midfield and uh, Jay who's further up and uh, then tends to cut in and, you know, put the ball inside the net with a straight mark finish. But if Che continues where he left off from last season, I like him as a six minutes, but I'm actually trying to find 0.5 in my draft to upgrade uh, Bamford to Che Adams because I really like him to start the season. But again, people are worried that he's not exactly nailed. Uh, but I think uh, uh, Rath doesn't have any reason to not start the season with him and he should be good for the first three, four games. Yep, yep. Uh, outside of that, I do like uh, Stuart Armstrong as well, who sort of plays as... A, a 10. He's got like two 10s who are sort of inside forwards, free roaming. I like Stuart, Stuart Armstrong because he's very trigger happy when it comes to a shot taking. So, yeah, that's yep. that. Yep. Big man? Yes, yeah, so Southampton are a team I'm... Um, it's, it's Southampton are the team I'm most looking forward to watching uh, when the season restarts. Um, their stats were really, really impressive statistically post the restart. Um, their XG was among the best. I mean, only City, Chelsea... Liverpool and United had a better XG in the restart, and that tells me that their assets are seriously undervalued. Uh, Ings is probably value for money at, at even 8.5. At the moment, I don't have Ings in my draft. I have Trey Adams. Uh, he really interests me. I, I watched the friendly um, yesterday where, where they played uh, Swansea and they won 7-1. And I, I, noticed, uh, I, I noticed the exact same thing that Late Riser was pointing out, that that uh, Adams was actually getting more in the poacher's role, while Ings was sort of sort of um, playing in the number ten role behind him, and and I think that um, even though Adams is more of a risk for minutes than Ings, I think at two point five less, he he could represent serious value, um, particularly given the fact that he's likely to start the season, given uh, that he's he's ended the season on form, he's in yep. form uh, in preseason, so he really interests me. Uh, I have McCarthy in goal because I think he's the standard 4.5 million keeper. Um, I, I'm I'm not particularly considering a midfielder because um, I, I just think they're uh, they're too inconsistent. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm very very likely to start with one of Adams or Ings um, and McCarthy. Why not double? When this... Why not double? I've been actually thinking of doubling up on Ings and Adams. I, I have I have considered a double up actually. I have considered a double up, but. Um, I don't have funds uh, for for uh, for Ings right now. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I I have Werner, Mitrovic, and um, Adams in my draft. But but yeah, it's something I've I've considered. Um, but game week two against Spurs, who who I I just mentioned their their defense has really improved, and and then game week three away to Burnley, 
I'm not too sure on a on a double up, but I mean, I'm definitely gonna have one. Please. Makes sense. Makes sense. Right, guys. We're almost at the hour mark now, so let's just quick on push on now to what we look for in preseason. Uh, I, I, if you don't mind, I'll just summarize this sure, section. Sure, uh, and if you guys have anything to add, feel free to do that. Uh, I feel like people shouldn't pay too much attention to form when we're talking about and watching preseason because players aren't generally uh, sharp. So what all they're doing is regaining sharpness and fitness. And what you really need to look for is the positions in which your players are playing. Who's uh, the managers when they're setting up the teams in preseason? There's always a stronger team and a weaker team, which gives you an idea of what the first team sort of is. So, so pay attention to that. Pay attention to what the managers are saying. Look out for the manager quotes in terms of what they're talking about players' fitness, whether he's likely to start the season, etc., etc. I'll pose the question to you guys. How, how do you actually differentiate between a Boselli and a Michu early preseason? It's really is there tough. any way to differentiate? It's really tough, isn't it? I mean, it's much easier to identify, I would say, a Mahrez, a player who showed glimpses in the previous season, you've seen a little bit and you've seen promising stats, see him do well in preseason. But I think with new signings, it's a bit of a lottery. I mean, it isn't as much as it is with a Hazard or a Salah, but I think it's it's a punt. Meet you yeah, a, it's a punt. It's a punt. But I don't think an advantage... Shot in the dark. And it's an advantage. Like what I did, I remember the season when Bos- I started with Boselli. I think he was 6 million. I kept 2.5 billion in the bank for Chamath, if you, that's how you pronounce it. So I saw Boselli wow. fail the first game and immediately switched him out after. So you need to get out of jail card if you're going to get somebody yeah. like that. Fair point, fair point. Price points like uh, Joe always mentions. Yeah, yeah. So cool. So now that let's do a quick Q&A for the next 10 minutes before we wrap up. All right. Uh, so we have some interesting questions coming from the community. And uh, let me throw the first one to TFF. Uh, what's the plan to transition? This is from Chris Tan FPL. What's the plan to transition the Manchester City players in and the Manchester United players in? Leave one on the bench, take hits, or early wildcard. Where are you there? Okay, so this seems to be the the, the million dollar question, isn't it? Um, I think um, for City, I think with the first game week being a blank and the second one being a way to Wolves, which which I don't exactly think will be too much of a free free scoring fixture. Even for City, I think we're better off sort of leaving them or thinking about them for the first two weeks. Uh, no, I'm personally. The question I'm, is: I'm, Are you leaving them on the bench? Are you taking hits or only wildcard? Let's let's keep it brief in terms of what you're doing. Um, I'm definitely not. Um, I, I'm probably planning transfers in in advance. I'm I'm hanging up Bamiang to City mid in game week three. So that's what I'm going to do. I, I'm not against an early wildcard either, by the way. So so there's that. All right, let's let's move to the next question. It's from FPL Plank. Uh, Azof, I'm going to throw these at you. Let's have one-word answers. Mm-hmm. Mitro or Antonio? Mitro. ASM or Armstrong? Armstrong, just. Just. And uh, should he start the season with Vardy or Werner? Werner. Always Werner. <laughs> no bias. I, I agree. <laughs> And especially with the Madison Pereira not looking to be fit, uh, Chilwell not in the team, I feel like they'll struggle a little bit to create. Yep, so, yep, yeah. Yep. Next question. Uh, your game week one is selected with the players you want short term to get off to a fast start or a mix of short term and long term players that would prevent a necessarily early wildcard? Why don't you get so this I'll one? Take, yeah, yeah. I'll take this one? I'm thinking is that you need to have some sort of uh, 
strategy in your mind uh, i have no qualms against using an early wild card i do that most seasons kb3 or 4 but i don't uh, start the team thinking that i am going to use my wild card in kb3 so what i'd say yeah. is uh, have a mix of both uh, don't look at complete short term i think looking at 4 to 6 game weeks is a nice little bracket when you're building your team and you can have uh, especially since we have city and united planking game week 1 you can have one or two players in your team where you can pick the main chances and really attack game week 1 with those spots yeah moving yep. moving to the next question uh, again there's a bunch of questions here tff why, why don't we get some one word answers from you yeah sure dyer or davies um probably dyer Dyer or spend one million extra for Doherty. Doherty. Wait and see with Chelsea or jump in from the start. Jump in for sure. Is Wardy's appeal diminished with an injured Madison? Yes. All right. Okay. And thoughts on the Everton attack for the first few game weeks? Go there or don't. Um. They signed I mean, Allen now, so they their midfield problem is. Yeah. If if they if they make the the signings in midfield, then I mean. Uh, Calvin Lewin even at seven million could be fine. I mean, I, I I like him at seven million if if they sign the right players. We're in agreement a lot uh, on this webcast because he he was in quite a few of my early season thinking, but uh, I want to spend more in midfield now, so I'm letting that go right now. All right, Zoff, the next one's for you. Is it viable to go with a without a premium striker and go for three premiums in midfield, including Mane and Salah? This is from FPL underscore Josh. Um. I like to have the option to have at least one premium striker cuz purely because of price points in case you want to jump up on a bandwagon and the fact that you have Man City and United missing out the first game weeks means I think going on Mane and Salah is a bit too heavy given what we saw yesterday they probably need some time to get up and running and the fixtures aren't easy they still have difficult fixtures to get out so I prefer to put some money up front to the likes of Werner in case somebody else other striker hits form you can switch him around to Marshall or something like that Aguero Aguero or Aguero, Aguero. <laughs> yeah. all right last last question of the day this is from FPL Trinity uh, I'll throw this one to Barker where do we invest more energy strategy and of course cash in defense midfield or attack um I mean, I I don't think there's a hard and fast rule uh, playing FPL. So I mean, there are a lot of strategies which can you know um, which can work. I, I for one have invest invested more in defense than than most of you guys have. So I I, I seem to have a different opinion. Um, I think we're um, better off investing less in attack these these days, considering the uh, premium mid uh, mids at offer. So I mean, yeah, I've personally invested more in uh, defense and midfield rather than attack. Like Warner is my highest attacker. So that that that's well answered, and uh, I think that's the end of our questions, and that's the end of our first webcast. I, I just think like we to have to do to your team. Our... No, no, Pranil, the world is waiting to see your team draft. We can't let you go away without right. this. I'm sharing that. Just talk us through that real quick. All right. So this is this is my uh, draft at the moment, and uh, in no way is this my final draft. But I'll just take you through a little bit of my thinking. uh mccarthy and button i always start with one non playing keeper button was in my team all of last season so and i had a pretty good season so sort of a luck factor keeping him in there fancy beyond a saints keeper for the 4.5 price despite getting tempted by johnston but going to play it safe here trent sort of a no brainer uh, i've got uh, dyer in the 5 million spot so i'm looking to play trent and dyer 
all game weeks early season and then rotate to 4.5s i've got vinagre and taylor i haven't really looked at rotation there uh, what i've done is i've just picked 4.5 million defenders from teams that i like and uh, i feel like that will hold good in the longer duration rather than trying to find specific rotation and i have a i have michel in my team as my 4.0 million defender placeholder closer to the deadline i'll see who's looking to be nailed obamyang and sala are uh, in pretty much everybody's team to start the season with i'm looking to shift oba to a uh, man city midfielder soon uh, i'm i'm really tempted after yesterday to go mane uh, always sort of liked going mane in the sala mane debate so uh, i'm open to switching but it's more of a head versus heart call where my head is saying that salah's on pens don't try to be too clever you know and uh, then i have ali in my 8 million spot i really like dele he's look really good in preseason i like that stat that when he was playing when all three of mourinho's attackers were fit he had the highest number of big chances so i like that uh, Saka's in my team now for the first two game weeks. I like him a lot from the 5.5 million mids. Yes, there is some threat in terms of uh, you know Pepe or Willian could eat into his uh, time, but I have enough faith in the guy. He's a nice little player, uh, going to get me a few assists. Uh, I have Gordon in my 4.5 million midfield spot because I don't have money uh, to upgrade to Susek. I'd love to do that, but I just don't have money. Up front, up front, I have Timo Werner. Uh, He's not moved from any of my drafts. I'm very excited. I think he's underpriced. I have uh, Tony Marshall, my highest FPL scorer from last season. So that that's sort of uh, a placeholder there, so that I don't mess around with my team too much. I'm going to punt in game week one with somebody like Ings or Antonio, who I'll decide closer to the deadline. And I have Bamford, and I really want to upgrade Bamford to Jay Adams, who we spoke about. But the only really Only real downgrade that I can see is uh, Dyer to a 4.5 million defender, and I don't really want to compromise on a perma play position. Mm. So at the moment, I have, I have Bamford, but I'm trying to find 0.5 to upgrade him to Adams. So that's my team. What do you guys think? Looks great. Now we'll just looks running amazing. out running out of time, so we'll just switch over now quickly to Bakar's team. So big man, why don't you? Yeah. So, so yeah, I have McCarthy in goal. Um, with with McCarthy, I'm likely to have. Uh, one of the Villa keepers because Heaton is injured, and whoever looks like starting um, the first fixture based on preseason will be my second uh, goalkeeper because they rotate w- really well with Southampton. Uh, Trent is Trent; he picks himself. I've already spoken about Robertson and the double up over there. Um, then I have uh, Wanagher from from Wolves because Wolves I think are an elite defense and he's seriously underpriced. Um, my fourth and fifth defenders are. uh Justin and and Dallas because they can fill in for Robertson and um and Vinagre in game week 2 when when Wolves play City are you But, are you not worried about Douglas who might play as a wing back uh, it yeah, seems like there, the monoid one that as well and, and I also have this this in mind that if a 4.0 million defender shows up who's playing then he's definitely going to be in my draw but okay. at the moment I'm not sure so I, I I'm seeing what I can do with the fifth star over there Uh, in midfield, I have Salah. I I love Salah. He's one of my favorite players in FPL. Um, there's Aubameyang. Um, I'm not too sure about Ziyech because I, if if Havertz comes, I'll I'll look to you know up, upgrade uh, Ziyech to Havertz or even to to Ali. I'm I'm not sure about him right right now. Maximan is my budget midfielder at at 5.5 because Newcastle their stats really improve post restart. Their fixtures are really good. West Ham and and Brighton the first two. So I think he could be a good good value pick early on. Uh, Bissouma is my 4.5 midfielder. 
I haven't really thought too much about that start at the moment. But he looks like starting. There's then, not then up, not much to think about that. There's literally yeah. There, up front, there's uh, Adams, Mitrovic, and and Werner, who we've already spoken about. So yeah, that that's me. What about you, Zaw? I mean, I put my team in a video out a few days ago. And it's, I'm not sharing it again. I think we're running out of time. It's quite similar to yours. I just have Ings there instead of Adams and Davies over for Robertson. I think there's two million odd. That's pretty much it. So it's been great having all you guys. It's been fun. I hope everything recorded fine. We didn't have any technical difficulties. I just, so. I just actually say something to the listeners. We're uh, sort of three noobs doing, trying to do this for the first time. So. Uh, just to push aside any mistakes that we must have made in this first exercise to win. Thank you so much, Bakar, for being with us. Uh, it's I been a know. pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to be on board. Thank you for having me. I am I'm glad to be on this uh, podcast with you guys and on DSG. Awesome. All right. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. See you. See you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.